You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried a free trial yet, go to builtforthestage.com and we'll work one-on-one using an online fitness app for seven days where you can test out a VIP Broadway client program. If you want to stick around afterwards, we'll design your own program cater to your goals. Special thanks to BPN Broadway Podcast Network. All right, as always, special guest on the podcast today. Actually, extra special. Uh, Before we hit record, I was just telling our guest that he is among a small handful. I love all of my clients. I love all the fam. But there's some that they show up, they follow the plan, they work hard, they have an amazing attitude, they give love to the rest of the fam. Like these kind of people, they just make life so much better. Um, so that's this guest right now. Uh, you've seen this guest on On the Town, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, numerous other regional uh, productions, seen him on uh, the screen. Uh, and he's also, I'm just going to say this, I'm going to say that he's maybe New York City's most favorite dance instructor because everyone loves our guests' uh, dance class. So please welcome to the podcast, none other than Chip Abbott. Hey, Chip. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me, and thanks for saying all those nice things. I mean, me blush. Ev- I mean every single one of them, honestly. So um, my Friday, let's just get into, let's talk about me. My Friday was so like dreadful. I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. And then last second, we made this schedule uh, podcast of, of hopping on the call, and you totally have turned my day around. I'm smiling. I'm happy. So thank you for joining me and chatting with me today. You have made my Yay. day. Thanks for having me. I like was having a similar morning where it was kind of dragging. It's like a little rainy outside, so it's good to see your face. Um, amazing. Um, happy to return the favor. So you just got back from the gym. How was it? How was it? It was good. I mean, it was a little tough because it's end of the week, but today was legs. I always like a leg day. Um, yeah, it was good. You had me sweating though. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal. Um, I love how you brought that up though. The end of the week, like 
there's different, not all sessions are created equally. And I think people, it's, it's important for people to understand that sometimes your 50% is your appropriate 100%. And that's okay. Like you can't go in thinking we're going to knock it out of the park every single time. Every session has a purpose and it's not always to be the greatest session of all time. Um, from a performance standpoint, as you, the person there, or from a programmer, like when I'm programming, there are intentional days where I know that it's going to be easier and you shouldn't, as the person working out, say like, oh, that was too easy. No, it's a part of the greater plan. It's part of the the whole mesocycle, cycle, macro cycle, all of that. Anyways, thanks for letting me go on that tangent, Chip. I appreciate it. No, it was great. For the <laughs> record, today was not one of those easy days. It was hard. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So uh, what, are, what are you in the midst of? What are you doing right now? We were like going back and forth on scheduling, and you have some recording going on or some studio time or you're on – what's going on? What are you doing? Yes, and to all of the above. I'm doing 525,600 things. Um, <laughs> I love that. No, I'm going to steal uh, that. I'm steal that. <laughs> um, I, next week, I'm filming uh, an episode of The Gilded Age, so that's going to be fun. So we're kind of ramping up for that. Um, and in the meantime, I've I've directed my second show of the year. I'm doing four this year. Um, and yeah, just teaching a bunch. I teach at Broadway Dance Center every week, Tuesday, Thursday, 1130 to 1. Keep them busy. What what uh what style of class are your eleven thirty to one classes? It's an intermediate advanced theater jazz, but we literally do everything. Like some weeks we'll do you know a Frank Sinatra piece, and then the next week it'll be Jesse Ware. We did like Moloko the other day. Like we'll we mess around quite a bit. I love me some Frank Sinatra. I might have to come take class. Come uh, take, come take. Okay, so Broadway Dance Center Tuesdays and Thursdays with Chip Abbott. 1130 to one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You heard it. Um, BDC. Are you going to be the unofficial sponsor of built for the stage and become the official sponsor chip? Let them know. Say, Hey, Hey, Mr. Mrs. Person in charge. You should listen to, uh, built for the stage podcast. They really shouted you out. Maybe there's something there. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny that you bring this up because I actually have been, um, <laughs> We've been in talks of doing, uh, you know, a warm up class or like a, a kind of like coupling strength training with with dance training um, in a class. And I'm getting the getting the uh, old thinker going there. It feels like okay. that would be a good, good built for the stage fit. All right. All right. All right. Um, tell me about Gilded Age. What is this? Why do I, do I should I know about this? What is it? Yes. Oh, okay. So Gilded Age is an HBO show on HBO Max. Um, ah. It is Julian Fellows. Yeah. You um, HBO people are like an exclusive group. You know, not everyone has HBO. Like I got to get on this train, I guess. I got to get on the HBO train. Oh, it's so fun. It's um, it's a fun show. It's like, it's like Downton Abbey, but, um, but the US version, right? Mm. And um, it's got an outstanding cast. Like... Um, Christine Baranski, uh, Kelly O'Hara. I mean, it's like a who's who of Broadway. It's kind of nuts. Donna Murphy, Nathan uh -oh. Lane. Yeah, 
So okay. lucky enough to be in the last season. We were in the season finale as waltz dancers. Uh-huh. And um and I guess next week in Newport we're doing something outside. I don't know what it is, but that's all the information I have. That's what I was gonna ask is where do you film? So Newport, anywhere else that you filmed, or has it all been on in Newport? All the shoots I've been involved with have been in Newport, but they do film um, in Queens and in Brooklyn from time to time as well. Um, like they have the whole facade of, of, you know, 59th street or whatever street they're on, um, at, on a lot, like out in Brooklyn, I think, um, I could be lying. It could be Queens though too, but, um, yeah. So, but we've been in Newport the whole time. It's always lovely though. Like it's so pretty there. Cool. So you're directing four shows. Uh, what are the four shows you're directing? Okay, so I'm doing three shows for RWS Entertainment Group on different cruise ships. So okay. one of them is on um, Azamara Cruise Lines. And you would love it since you like Frank Sinatra. It's all crooner songs. It's called Club Crooner. Um, and they just went out. They just opened. They were in Amsterdam for like four weeks teching the show. So they just opened like a couple weeks ago. Um, and then I'm currently workshopping two shows for a brand called MSC Cruises. Um, through RWS. And those are uh, two very different shows. One's a show that's all about love and one is a show that's all about rock. Um, And then this summer, I'm headed to Sonoma, California to Transcendence Theater Company to direct, choreograph, and conceive um, their gala performance. Mm. Okay, very nice. So it should be fun. Yeah. So out of the uh, three hats, maybe you wear other hats, but out of the three hats of director performer and uh, teacher, which, which do you prefer? What, what do you kind of, what do you love? What do you thrive in? Whatever anyone will pay me to do. I'm kidding. <laughs> I say yes to the moment. You know, it's, it's interesting. I bounce back and forth. It used to be the performer hat, but I think as I'm getting older, you know, I had that back surgery last year. I, um, I, I'm leaning more towards the director choreographer hat. I like putting that hat on a lot, but I think that they all kind of, all my hats feed different parts of my soul. Like, you know, I love teaching. My favorite thing is when I've been working in class with students for a while and they come in and they say, oh my God, I booked my first show or, you know, I was able to like curb my anxiety and audition because of, you know, techniques you helped me with, you know? Um, so that's a tough question to answer, but I would say my favorite is creating. I just love making dance so much. Mm. Yeah. For me, when I was in the business in the way of performing or directing, I always lean towards directing because of what you said, like facilitating an opportunity for someone else to succeed. And then when they do succeed and you get to see them succeeding and knowing that you had a small part in that, I think that's a very special, fulfilling moment. Um, every time I directed a show, I always bawled like a baby during opening, always. <laughs> no, it's so. always it's always so emotional. I, I think, too, there's like an aspect of it. I think you hit the nail on the head when, you, when you're saying like it, it expands beyond us, right? It's about, it's about helping someone else realize their own potential and, and something that already existed within them. Do you know what I mean? And I think the emotional aspect of it is like, you know, that, that was always there, you know, I just pointed it out to you. And that's, I think that's really cool. Yeah. 
Very much so. Very much so. Oh, so the back surgery, I want to bring it up. So yeah, we, were, it. we were, because this is going to be helpful for so many people listening. Um, we were working together before it. Then you got the back surgery. And then now we're back to working together and you're crushing it again. What was it like to like, to have to take that step back and go through that surgery or have that struggle and be like, oh, I was doing so great and I just had to decide to have this surgery for the betterment of my future. You know, how did you take those, that one step back and keep in your mind, like, I'm going to take two steps forward. I'm going to come out better for this. Woof. It depends on like when you caught me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, please give um, us, give us uh, the whole nitty gritty of it. Well, I, okay. So I herniated two discs in my lumbar spine in 2015 in the middle of a show. Um, like the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my life. Like total drama collapsed on the deck. Swing got called on like last minute. Um, and you know, I got put back into the show eight weeks later with like really rigorous PT, some amazing doctors. Um, but from 25th or yeah, 2015 to like 2021. Um, it was always like trips back and forth to go to like pain doctors to get epidurals. And, um, and I would always have a really intense flare up every year. And so when I felt my best actually was when I started built for the stage and I was being really consistent with fitness. Um, but unfortunately like you know, in 20, I think it was like August of 2020, I had like my last flare up and it was like the worst flare up of all flare ups. And, um, I finally went to a pain management doctor that said, Hey, I can't give you any more epidurals. You need to go see a surgeon. And I kind of like, you know, it really, it was like someone pulled the rug out from underneath me. I was like, I'm sorry, what? So I go to the doctor and it's not only surgery, like it's not like a micro discectomy where you can recover in four to six weeks. He was, he was like, you need to do a full fusion. So I had L5S1 fused and L4, L5. I got a disc replacement where they went in through my stomach. And now I know I digress, but no, no, this um, is, this, no, this is good. It, but it, it was, every emotion possible i felt it like um you know there's definitely that feeling of hope like leading up to the surgery i was excited to just get it fixed finally um but then there was a moment of like crazy panic probably the day before um and then after the surgery it was good i was really lucky i had my partner eric here that took care of me nonstop and some really great pts but Joe, I'm not going to lie. Like, although in the back of my mind, I knew it was one step back for, you know, three to five steps forward. There was a period of two months where I, I getting out of bed was difficult. And like, cause I was only allowed to be upright for like 15 minutes at a time. It's yeah. really bad. Um, but I will tell you having that kind of time out and having having that like total knockout where it was like okay well we're working from the ground up like i have to literally learn how to stand up again um put a lot into perspective for me it was a lot of a lot of time to kind of focus on like what do i want 
what access do I want to have on my, uh, of my body? Like once I'm on the other side of this, um, you know, and so I worked my butt off in PT and, um, and, you know, now I'm back in the gym, I'm going six, five to six days a week and lifting and, you know, I, I think crushing it for where I'm, where I was, but, um, it was hard to lose sight of those two steps forward, like you say, but I would say like month five was when I started to kind of see some improvement and, and some forward momentum. Did that, that answer your question at all? Yeah. A, a thousand percent. Um, and I feel better I, than I've, I've ever felt. Yeah. I just wanted to, you, you can, you can relate this to so many different things in life or a career or an injury. It doesn't just have to be an injury just where it's like life puts you through the ringer and you come out better for it. And that's really just what I wanted you to just go through your talk through your experience of like, it sucked and there was no hope. And then there was hope and here I am and things are good again, you know? I, yeah. I think I just I think, I think of it as like redirection, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's go, let's jump back into theater. Uh, and in your career, I want to ask you, uh, a tough question, not anything crazy, but maybe you'll have to think about it. Chip right now talking to young chip getting started. You have one minute with young chip. What do you say to, to young chip? Whoa. So, 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 so many things. Um, <laughs> first of all, I think young chip would be like uh, amazed at what, what life is and how special it is. Right. Um, I think number one, don't lose sight of who you are and don't pretend to be someone you are not. I feel like I spent so many years trying to do that and trying to be what I thought other people wanted me to be or needed me to be. And the moment I was able to, to kind of live my life for myself and be myself authentically and unapologetically um, was when things started to change, you know? So I think always encouraging my young self to to do the things that I wanna do, the things that bring me joy, don't be embarrassed by them, live in them, savor them, enjoy them. Um, we always think that everyone is judging us and thinking of us, but like a lot of times they don't care, you know, <laughs> and that sounds brutal, but it's about forging your own path and like following your heart. And I think young Chip didn't, didn't recognize that. I think I was always really like out to prove and, mm. And not for myself, for others, you know? Yeah. Is that mentality that you have now, like, again, I'm going to throw out more compliments to you, so please take them. Um, I have never taken a class with you. I, I've seen your, like, reels and things on 
Instagram, but it's the feedback that I get from others that take your class or I see and they just love you and I love you and Aww. you're, Ditto. Uh, yeah, like, does that come from that where you are free of the constant worry of how others are perceiving you and you're just being yourself and that ability to be yourself allows you to just love on people the way you do? Like, what do you think? I it, think where, does, I, where does that come from? I think it comes from two places. I think it's that I've finally fallen into a place where, where I am able to own my life authentically and unapologetically. Um, but it took a lot of work to get there. And I think it also took like, I mean, I hate to say it. Some like, I mean, I've had amazing teachers in my life, but I've also had some really bad ones too, you know, and some really bad experiences that were traumatic and, I think that there's so much, this industry is so hard to begin with and it's so tricky and there's, there's so many just bad practices that for me in cultivating my environment and my class, like, you know, most of the people that come in are, are professional dancers who are, who are doing the thing, you know, or these people who are aspiring to be. And I think the look, like they can come in, they know how to do a Batma, they know how to do a pirouette. We can do a quick little cleanup on that, right? But I think most of the time what people need is a little little nudge and a little bit of support and just encouragement, but then also realizing that like it comes from them, it doesn't come from me. Do you know what I mean? So I really like, I try to open up the space. We start every class with, you know, a centering exercise where we close our eyes and we just breathe and we focus on our breath for a moment and we redirect any thoughts that come into our mind and we create a safe space and we make an agreement as, as a group that it's going to be a place for taking risk, right? We don't want to hurt ourselves, but we want to expand and, and, the room that we practice so that when we get into like, I call them higher stakes rooms, like an audition or um, a performance space, we've already taken the risk and we already know what it feels like, you know? And, um, and it's nothing but positive vibes. Like, like I, I really try to just not push out, but just kind of, again, redirect like any sort of negative energy that comes into the room. I just kind of like whisk it away a little bit and like, okay, we're going to focus on this instead, you know? Um, and I think where that comes from is honestly, like there've been jobs that I've had that have fed my soul. And there've been some that I still to this day, am like traumatized from, you know, how do you work through that trauma? So it no longer is a hindrance on your, your life. I think you can choose, I, you can choose how, how you respond to any given stimuli, right? So it's a choice to allow that trauma to, to continue to fester. Now, listen, like there are a lot of things that, that you, it's not that easy to just get over. Right. But for me, um, if it's something specifically like pertaining to performing, a lot of times I just take a couple steps back and I go, listen, we're kickball changing for a living. We're telling stories. Um, this is this is something that I do because I love it and it comes from a place of joy. So I need to make sure that I'm attracting joyful experiences into my life. So if it's something that is traumatic and it's something that I'm not necessarily enjoying, it's just not for me, right? 
I just have to go a different way and find a different path and find my people, you know? I think that sounds so simple when you say it's it, not. but it's not. People, <laughs> yeah. we don't take the time to dissect what our everyday lives of habits or people around us really are. And the, the, the cleaning house, if you will, that needs to be done, you know, like it needs to be, okay, this needs to go like this, this thing or person is not serving me well at all, but we just kind of like go along with things in life to a, to a fault at times, you know? And there's also so many like microscopic choices that we make that really affect our whole, like if you think about Okay, it's like when it's you've learned the combination and it's time to divide into groups, like, and you're in the first group. If you panic and you go, oh my God, I'm in the first group, even if that is like performative, right? Even if it is like, oh God, I'm in the first group just because that's like the thing that people say, um, you're developing and creating like a microscopic negativity that eventually like that, that kind of like piles on top of one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm always like, don't give yourself that anxiety. Just get rid of that. Just be like, yeah, first group, here we go. Yeah. Set the tone, have a good time, spread some positive vibes for the rest of them. Um, all right. So after hours, we're going to close up our conversation here. Let's in this after hours chat, let's talk about uh, chip off of the stage or out of uh, artistry and creativity. Who is chip? What does chip like to do? Uh, when he's not performing. I like to eat cookies. We talk about eating cookies in class all the time. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite I, I mean, cookie, I do. favorite cookie and, and where do you get it from? Ooh, the Chip City uh, cookies and cream. Holy crap, it's so good. Okay, chips. That's our, Have you that's been our, there? No, that's our second official, uh, unofficial sponsor. We got BDC and now we have Chip City um, on, our <laughs> on our list. Yeah, it's so good. Okay. Um, you know, I tend to just, I, I'm really chill, actually. I used to rage and live my life and go out and be crazy. But like, we're, I'm kind of a homebody. So like, when I'm, when I'm not performing, when I'm not rehearsing, I come home, I Netflix and chill with my dog. Um, I, I, I'm crazy. I love to go to the gym. So I will go to the gym and just hang there forever. Um, and then a lot of times, Joe, this is going to sound crazy and antisocial, but I like me time a lot. So I'm totally cool going for a walk by myself, finding a restaurant I've never been to, sitting there and eating, you know, and coffee. I mean, I love to travel. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we're all normal people at the end of the day. And we like to, Yeah. I think, I think sometimes we think that we're like, because we live in New York City, we're like, you know just living the fancy life all the time but like honestly right. i love my apartment yeah no yeah i i love gone. that i love that you go to restaurants by yourself i do all the time and some of my friends are like i i could never i don't know how you do it <laughs> and i'm like that's I, what people say yeah people say that to me too i have no yeah or do you I, go to I, movies by yourself ever mm. i haven't been in the movies in so long i'm sure i have like if you if if I had the opportunity and I wanted to really go, I would definitely go by myself. No, no doubt. Yeah, I go to, I go to shows. You know? I go to shows by myself all the time, all the time. Yeah. It's so fun. 
<laughs> Look at us. I'm just going to get off this call right now. I don't even want to be be talking to you anymore. I want to be by myself. <laughs> uh, no, I've enjoyed this. It's no, fun. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so there's – wait, there's something you said about uh, eating at restaurants – Oh, the That's travel, what, go the travel, the, tra oh, the travel. travel yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. talk to me about that because I'm thinking of going to London in September for like an entire month. Have you ever been to London? Ooh, I love London. Um, okay, what I can love you, London. It's what amazing. Ins one, what inside information can you give me about it? What should I? What should I know? Well, my favorite thing to do there is go to um, I think it's Satherwell's, the the dance theater there, um, and there's usually Matthew Bourne ballets playing there which are unbelievable. Um, so that's one of my favorite things to do. And then I don't know if you know this, but I'm obsessed with Lush Cosmetics, okay. like the, the teeny bop like bath store. And um, they have one on Oxford Street and it's the largest Lush store in the world. So it's like three stories high. So if you want, you know, a bubblegum scented like soap, pop by Lush Oxford Street. Oh my gosh. So your three-story heaven on earth right there. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. Well, then when I go, I'll be sure to get in touch so that you can keep navigating me around the city for sure. All right. So London, what's another favorite? Oh, wait. You have something on London again? Well, no. I was just going to say, like, if you do go to that lush Oxford Street, I will I will ask to put in I'll an order. Your order. They I'll, have take... Exclusive... <laughs> I'll take they your have order. I'll take your order. exclusive stuff. It only exists there. I'll, I'll FaceTime you. I'll give you a walk around of the store and you could, you could just Perfect. pick, you could pick what <laughs> you want and what you don't. That's hilarious. Okay. Last, last one. What's uh, other than London, one other place that you're like, Oh, I love, I love it. I love it. Oh, it's so tough. I, I feel like I've been to a lot of really incredible places, but I think my favorite place to vacation is um, my sister lives in Amsterdam. Yeah. So it's great because yeah. Oh, it's so awesome. So I always get to go and visit family and then experience Amsterdam. So I just love how chill it is and yep. relaxed. It's my fave. I, <clears throat> without you even knowing after London, I was going to swing back over. I have been to Amsterdam before, but I definitely want to go back. So it might be on the list. We'll yes. see. It's the best. Okay, Chip, that's our episode. I appreciate the time that you spent with me on this amazing Friday. Uh, whoever out there is listening, it's probably not Friday. Maybe it's Monday when we kick off these episodes, but we hope you're doing well. So, Chip, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Joe. My pleasure. All right, everyone, that was Chip Abbott. You can find his Instagram handle. You can find more info about him. You can find websites, videos, things like that that I'm going to put into the description of this episode. So if you want to follow Chip on the gram and get to know Chip more, you can check that stuff out below. I'm Joe Roscoe with Built for the Stage. Give us a follow at Built for the Stage or BuiltForTheStage.com or Built for the Stage TikTok and BFTS Broadway on Twitter because Built for the Stage was too long for Twitter. I mean, come on, Twitter. What is this? <laughs> All right, everyone. Ap uh, actors or athletes, so train like one. We'll see you later. Bye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.